Is the Florida Gators quarterback situation actually better than we thought it was heading into 2023? We'll talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. And we are going to talk about a little special something called the Florida Gators quarterback room because things going a little bit, a little bit better maybe than we thought they'd be going. But first I do want to tell you that today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. And now we are talking about this quarterback room because, look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and go, oh, no, it's actually awesome because that's just, well, that's just silly to do, right? That's just a silly approach. However, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's just truly one of the worst things we've seen. I'm fully on board with saying, hey, Graham Mertz isn't an awesome quarterback. I've said, hey. Graham Mertz is average, I think. I think he's average nationwide for Power 5 starting quarterbacks. However, I think what we're going to see from Graham Mertz in 2023 is better than anything we've seen from him prior to. Like, I'm not, I'm not the type to go in here and say, he's impressed lately. Now I think he's a Heisman candidate. But I will go out here and say he's impressed lately, which is what we should have expected, because I get it. He's not as athletically gifted as Anthony Richardson. You know, he's not 250 running a 4-4. No. He's not as, we'll say, precise as a passer than Kyle Trask was for the Florida Gators. Okay? But... The most important part for Graham Mertz is he's capable of doing the three things he really needs to do for the Florida Gators this year. He's capable of operating, commanding, and moving the offense downfield. Yes, the Florida Gators want to run the football quite a bit this year because that one, that's what they're good at. And two, that's just what the principles have always been for Billy Napier. But and I, I get a Graham Mertz, you know, transferred from Wisconsin to Florida, and Gators fans were like, well, this is disappointing. Like, it's hard to get excited for Graham Mertz. And I agree. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and go, Joe Burrow, now he's, he's going to do that. No. But I will say that he's going to be better in Gainesville than he was in Wisconsin. I said that the day he committed to Florida, I was like, hey, 
I get it. You're going to look at the numbers and they're not going to be awesome. I'm not saying he's not at fault, but I am saying it's not completely his fault. And I think that's a fair approach as well. Like I've mentioned before, that was such a, a, a 1905 offense in Wisconsin where it's like, hey, we're going to go I form with multiple tight ends and we're going to just run the ball. And then every now and then we'll pass it. But when we do pass it, it's not going to be a play action deep shot. It's not going to be play action anything, really. We're just going to stay high form, take a three-step drop and throw a slant or a curl or a dig or something like that. And, and that's not really, that's just not how offense works in the 2020s. That's not how offense worked in the 2010s, unless you're Alabama. And even then, four years into the 2010s, they, they adapted and they became more modern. So even then, it, he was always handcuffed or or hamstrung by that Wisconsin offense. That was, again, just one of the, I think, absolute worst things I've ever seen. Um, it, it's just like it makes me physically ill feeling to just think that he had to operate in that. And that that was just like everyone accepted that. They were like, oh, well. That's Big Ten football, which is probably the worst approach to anything you could ever take. But I digress on I, I digress on a, on that one. But I, I think that his ability to function in this offense is very, I want to say, overlooked. I get it. He he's not amazing at any one single thing, but he can function this offense. He can work with this offense. I said it when he came over here. And I'm saying it now because, again, he hasn't officially been named starting quarterback, but, like, no one's even questioning it at this at this point. But Graham Mertz is not going to give you the explosive plays that Anthony Richardson gave you. He's not giving you the, 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 the won't back down, then 80-yard rushing touchdown against LSU to start the fourth quarter. He's not giving you that. However, he's also not giving you throwing the ball five yards in front of a slanting receiver. He's not giving you throwing the ball horribly timed and leading that to a pick against Kentucky on a curl route to the outside. So you, yes, you lose the explosive plays, but you gain not having to rip your hair out watching some of the things that Anthony Richardson did. And again, Anthony Richardson's fantastic quarterback prospect, at least quarterback prospect, we'll say. I think fourth overall pick, totally justified for him. I, I, I think that you could have justified taking him first overall and, and in office, you probably wouldn't have had many questions. Media-wise, yeah, they were they would have been questions. But I think in office, they wouldn't have questions. But he oftentimes would screw up the simple things. And the important part about thinking of a Billy Napier offense, I don't care who his quarterback was is that he likes to keep things complex but simple. You know, the, the passes are relatively simple, but the setup might not be. The, the motions and all that stuff might make it look a little nicer, but it's still, hey, you got to hit the slant, you got to hit the dig, you got to just make the easy throws. And that's something that Florida did not do last year, that they will do this year with Graham Mertz. Again, you lose the explosive plays, and I'm not just talking about the rushes. You're probably going to lose quite a few of the big, deep pass plays. But also, I think this year you're going to see 
more completions underneath, and more yards after catch opportunities underneath. You have better athletes on the field now. So I think you're going to see just, just things. Well, again, I think overall offensive production is going to balance out. And that's just, I feel like that's relatively easy. I think maybe total yardage and everything might drop a little bit because I feel like they're going to kill clock more this year with the new time change rules. But even then, I think that the defense is going to get off the field quicker. So offense is going to get more opportunities and then in turn, maybe balance everything out. But that's just how I feel about the offense with Graham Mertz at quarterback. However, we are going to talk about the possibilities of seeing Max Brown at quarterback for the Florida Gators. Before I tell you about that, though, I am going to tell you about LinkedIn jobs, because like I said earlier, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And with simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have not signed up yet for Florida Victorious, one, you should. Silly. Two, if you want to save 20% off your first month, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Save 20% off your first month with Florida Victorious, or if you're making a one-time deposit i believe you get 10 percent off at that point but we're talking current florida gators quarterback max brown it's interesting what's been going on with max brown in the, in the quarterback room because last year we were going into just just spring ball we'll say with anthony richardson jack miller the third and emory jones was still here he was still in gainesville and he was, and it was like, okay, well, maybe he is going to compete for this job. And then he transferred to Arizona State. Uh, now he's at Cincinnati. This year, we went into the battle with Graham Mertz, Jack Miller the third, maybe Max Brown, but I don't think anybody genuinely thought, hey, or sorry, I don't think anybody credible genuinely thought, hey, let's talk about Max Brown for twenty twenty three. I don't think that was the case. And then in the spring, Max Brown performed pretty well, at least better than the expectation was for him. And then through the first week of fall camp, again, keep in mind, it's been a week, a week, one, Max Brown's made some impressive plays. And I think the reason that a lot of media is starting to get up, because don't forget, we've been team Max Brown here since he committed to Florida. We've been team Max Brown. Um, but I think the reason that a lot of media and fans alike are starting to really buy into just like Max Brown's potential, I want to say, is because we've seen him take steps. And when you see someone take steps, you go, okay, 
they're getting there. It's taking a little bit, but they're getting there. And Max Brown was someone who, dating back to his time in Oklahoma high school, um, he had the physical tools. Always had them. He's a good athlete. Kate can run. Plays baseball. Great arm in the sense of just the physical ability. But in, in the mind, did not have great processing speed. He didn't have to, to dominate high school. And he just had no no refinement. And I don't care about his stats, because I'm going to say this, and people are going to complain. He wasn't um, awesome as far as accuracy goes in high school. There weren't many tight window throws he had to make. Things like that weren't needed. A lot of the offense was throwing the ball deep to oftentimes better receivers than defenders he was facing. So he didn't have great accuracy. I don't care that he had like 73% completion percentage in high school. That's a great number. There are many people and there's numbers to back it up that say, hey, a good completion percentage in high school usually translates to a good completion percentage in college. However, Max Brown was also averaging like 17 yards per attempt in high school because he was throwing the ball deep so often, again, against lesser competition. That's not the case in the SEC. Okay? I call me crazy. I don't think that 70% completion percentage with 17 yards per attempt is sustainable in the SEC when you were playing in Oklahoma. High school. So, yes, I, I agree Max Brown should have been rated higher than he was. I think he's going to be pretty good. But rein it in for the QB1 talk. We are in a pretty comfortable spot, I think, right now to say, at the very least, Max Brown's working himself into QB2 talks, which is wild because, like I mentioned, we went into camp going last year, Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller III, is Emory staying? Now, because Emory had said he was going to hit the portal and he never did, and then he did one camp and one day of practice, and then he hit the portal. Um, this year, it was Graham Mertz or Jack Miller, with Graham Mertz being the immediate favorite because he just transferred in as a multi-year starter from Wisconsin. So Graham Miller, Graham Mertz, Jack Miller, and maybe Max Brown. And for the second year in a row, Jack Miller's gotten dusted in the QB1 battle. And now he's in the battle for QB2, and public perception is he's not winning that. So I think that... Yeah, that sucks to see someone kind of take that drop, but you're also seeing that drop because you're watching a guy who is just raw physical football player, Max Brown, and just a raw thrower of the football. He's not a quarterback at the time. And you've seen him take the steps. Mechanically, he's improved. Accuracy-wise, he's improved. Timing-wise, he's improved. Like I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago with SEC Media Days. Billy Napier, unsolicited brought up Max Brown as someone who's impressed him. And Billy Napier is a very intentional person. He doesn't say things like that without having some weight behind it or without being genuine behind it. So Billy Napier, unsolicited bringing up Max Brown, tells me, hey, we really like what he's doing. He still has work to do. He does. 
But looking now towards 2024, you're looking at Max Brown versus DJ Lagway as the most likely starting quarterback battle going into this. Jack Miller still has uh, two years of eligibility after this. After this season, he has two years of eligibility. But if things keep going the way that they seem to be trending with Max Brown overtaking him as QB2, I don't see him being in Gainesville next year. I don't like. I, I would assume he transfers out if he's clearly losing this battle. It's also important to acknowledge that, yes, we could say Max Brown versus DJ Lagway right now is the QB battle we're thinking of. However, Graham Mertz has two years of eligibility. So this year and next is a possibility for Graham Mertz. And I know that a lot of Florida Gators fans are not like super duper stoked for what Graham Mertz brings. However, if he performs well enough with this offense, huge. Like I, I would welcome him back. I don't need him to be a Heisman candidate, but if he can consistently operate this offense, consistently move this offense and function with them, I'm totally on board with him coming back for 2024. Because guess what? 2024 is gonna suck. I get it. The 2023 class, they're gonna be sophomores. They're gonna be ready to go. 2024 class, the freshmen that are ready to play, they're gonna be ready to go. But if you're Florida in 2024, you're running the damn gauntlet. So from Florida's point of view, if you can have Graham Mertz back for 2024 and he wasn't awful in 2023... That's, you're going to take that. You're going to take that that experience and that leadership as your quarterback. However, the flip side of that is that if Graham Mertz does play awesome, he's probably going to the NFL. So if he's back next year, he probably didn't play awesome. Doesn't mean he played bad. Doesn't mean he played awesome. It means he probably didn't play awesome. But I think either way, we went into just the, the year 2023 with – not a ton going on, like like Jaden Rashada, and then that whole situation happened. And it was like, all right, well, we have Graham Mertz now. We have Jack Miller now. They're fighting for QB1. Max Brown's a developmental piece. Um, got a few walk-on a few walk on freshmen there. Who knows if they'll become anything. And DJ Lagway is going to be in 2024. We're not sure if we want him starting in 2024, but he's going to be here in 2024. And that's that wasn't a great spot to be in. But now you're looking at this, and and the personnel hasn't changed. But you're comfortable with with what Graham Mertz can do for the most part, at least. I think most of us are just relatively comfortable with Graham Mertz's skill set and ability, knowing what he is. I think that's the big thing with Graham Mertz is like, don't expect him to have the Joe Burrow rise, because Joe Burrow is always pretty talented, but he was hamstrung by a horrible offense. I remember watching Florida and LSU. And LSU ran like four, like pre-snap, just four back and forth, four jet motions. Receiver just kept going back and forth. And then they ended up just like running dive. I was like, well, I don't know what the point of that was. It was horrible. Then they brought in Joe Brady and things really opened up and expanded in the passing game. And that's what helped Joe Burrow explode. Helped to have Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, um, Jamar Chase. Helped to have all of them. But again... (laughs) You have to know what you're expecting. With Graham Mertz, you're expecting someone who's not stellar at any one thing, 
He's going to be able to lead the offense and operate it. He's going to be able to make the simple throws that Anthony Richardson would kind of frequently screw up. And he's just going to not blow the game for you, which is all you need him to do. Jack Miller, look, consistently underwhelmed at this point. He has. We talked about it on Friday on Friday with Brandon Carroll. He's consistently underwhelmed. He's just he's never taken the next step. And that's worrisome. Max Brown, on the other hand, has taken steps quicker than anticipated. Because you look at last year, what he put on tape, what or what he put on uh like like practice film and everything, wasn't awesome. Had a lot of work to do. And Billy Napier was very open, like, yeah, Max, Max has a lot of work to do. Now this year, you look at what happened in the spring, and it was like, okay, Max Brown's better than he was last year. Now we look at him from what we've seen in the first week of fall camp, so let's not get crazy with overreacting, first week of fall camp, and you go, okay, Max Brown's gotten even better since spring ball. He's improving every time we see him, or every new section of the year that we see him. He's improving. That's an important part. So then you look at what he's doing now, Maybe he gets some game snaps this year. Maybe if there's a blowout or anything, or, or God forbid, an injury, or they just mix him in there for a rushing threat or a deep ball threat, and, and you get some game time, and it's like, okay, well, now in 2024, we know kind of, or we get a better feel of what we've got in the room with DJ Lagway coming in, because I love DJ Lagway. I'm not going to sit here and bank the future or, or bank the season on a true freshman stepping into the SEC with the hardest schedule I've ever seen and performing well. That's silly, and that's foolish. But I will say again, right now, I, I feel better about the quarterback room right now than I did five months ago. And that's a win. Like I'll, I'll, I'll take that win. I feel better about it. Looking forward to seeing more development from them. And we will talk more about just everything with this Florida Gators team and offense later in the week. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And maybe we'll have a sixth show or a seventh or an eighth. Who knows? Thanks and get weird. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.